It's time. It is that time. Time for Styles and Watkins. You can join the show by texting 916-339-1140. Find us on YouTube at Sacktown Sports 1140. It's time for Alan Styles and Chris Watkins. Yes, yes, yes. On a Wednesday, Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. A lot to talk about today. Kings Roundtable, that's at 10.30 with our guys, the Kings Insiders, uh-huh. Brendan Nunes, Frankie Cardicelli. They will be in the building, our second official roundtable. It was great right. stuff last week. It will be great stuff this week as well. Trade machines getting hot. It's getting hot, Chris Watkins. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's the sound. We'll get we'll get Nate Nate Littlefield behind the glass today. We'll get Nate to come up with the trade machine sound, yeah. which sounds a lot. That sounds like a game show. It did kind of sound a little pressure luckish. Yeah, right. yeah. It needs to be a little bit more of like computing sounds, you know. Right. But we got right. computer yeah, we'll, AI. Yeah. AI's like, can't be a AI just it. tell us who's gonna go where. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised. That seems like it would be a natural thing where it's like AI suggests that mm-hmm. this would be the most balanced trade for yeah. your for these two teams. Like the that'd be I'm a actually, great. I'm actually going to that would be I'm a great turn segment. this mic off right now. Yeah, and just start working on that That's actually right. right now. That's we, right. We could make that a segment. We could. Uh, I we mean, could figure that out. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, right. I've always wanted to waste a segment. time yeah. but. instead of doing the trades yourself. Yeah, just have AI well, figure I've, it out for you. I've. Since I started doing radio, I've been trying to figure out how I could incorporate like chat GPT into a segment like doing, Mm -hmm. hey, this entire segment is actually going to be completely brought like analysis brought to you by chat GPT. But I haven't I haven't quite figured out how to best utilize it. But I think I think I think this trade generated AI thing might 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 be my money. We got time to workshop it. I was thinking, all right, so I told, I said originally, and this is one of those days where I said originally that I wasn't going to say the name, the names that I was thinking for our YouTube chat. Oh, right. Group. Yes. I wasn't yeah. going to say them on air without telling you first. Right. But I'm going to now. <laughs> okay. Because why not? Yeah. And like I mean, we said, we got the Kings round table at 1030. Suns, Lakers, we'll get into the missed call. Of course, it helps oh the gosh. late show because that's crazy. what it is. And QB conversations and Kings upgrades, as we mentioned. So this is the first one I'm, I'm thinking of. Uh-huh. The Sacktown Lounge. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's the only one I have right now. Okay. I don't think that's bad at all. Okay. Nate, because I like the the thought of a lounge, you know, lounges, yeah. you, just you lounging, chilling, chatting, you know, yeah. talking. In the YouTube chat right now. What do you think about the Sacktown Lounge? Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's it's chill. I feel like it's a little more intense in there for yeah. it to be a lounge. That was <laughs> my only choice. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we're trying to chill it out. I yeah. like the name. <laughs> we're trying to cool it yeah. off. <laughs> I'm not against the name at all. I like the alliteration. Yeah. Town Lounge. Oh, that's a. That's, that's, yeah. I think it's a place in the Sack city. Town Lounge. <laughs> of um, course, Jess doesn't like it. Jess doesn't like any of my little knickknacks yeah. or names. It sounds uh, like a waiting room. It. To, like it. it sounds like that's like what the waiting room should music. be before mm. the show starts, I'm, maybe. I'm in the you lounge yeah. waiting to get in. Yeah. To the Yeah, it blank. sounds like you're not in to yet. The that's blank. the only problem with the Sacktown Lounge, is it sounds like a place that you go before you actually go into the place. Was that the only one you have for now? The sack chat. No, I just thought of that. <laughs> that could be a chat GPT. You the know sack what? chat. Maybe yeah. I'll run that in uh, GPT and see see what comes out sack the other side. Chat. Yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah, you might run into some legal issue with Snapchat. Who knows? We have A.A. Ron, Stylekins, Stylekins. No. We have Tall Chinese Guy, Styles, and Watt Kinfolk. We have Dwayne Baker, like Chat. I'm doing a lot of the heavy lifting in that one. Colin Watkins Styles. Okay, from the, Emmy. These are just like this is not Brad Jelena here. No, We're I not trying to make like couples names. Watt, Watt Styles from Emmy. How about Sacktown Social? I don't mind that's that. Not bad. I feel like that might be a place somewhere. I'm just randomly guessing. Yeah, that's true. That's just a guess. I like Sacktown Social. I mean, that's that's Jess Escoto. Here we go. Here we Toe go. talk. I don't okay. care. Okay. Fine. Let's go back to the agenda. Let's go back, please. <laughs> to the agenda. Keep them coming in. If we find a good one, <laughs> Nate's going to fire it up into ChatGPT. Yes. But I want humans to do it. Yeah. I want humans to do it. That's what I want. <laughs> All right? As we get to the Suns and Lakers and QB conversation as well. And the Kings mindset taking on a Suns team who's yeah. going to be ticked off. I know that you tried to give the NBA the benefit of the doubt yep. yesterday with with it just being easier. But Chris, what what is the difference between the the Suns going home and the Suns just going to Sacramento? I have no idea. Especially with like all the days off as well. Like you could have just figured it out. Like they they don't play until Friday. Yeah. You, you easily could have just said, "Yeah, we don't know, but we're I have no idea." It the, the easy thing could have definitely I I mean they did the easiest thing, but it wouldn't have been very difficult for them to just rearrange it, but it's at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal, but it is. Uh, it's definitely something that you know. It the Kings are getting the short end of the stick there. Like they are, I believe they're losing a, a potential home game. Um, so they, might, yeah, I, I don't believe they're going to have uh, an unbalanced amount of home and road games. So I, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. I don't understand why the NBA just kind of overlooked this one part of it, but. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's what, to me, the strangest thing is also, I don't know if it's going to change or not, but I checked this morning. Uh, it says an 8 PM start time on Friday as well. So I, I don't know if that was just, uh, where I checked, but I thought I saw, I, I thought I saw, I thought I saw a lot of people saying it was going to be six, Let me six see PM here. I'll, I'll check. Uh, I'm seeing 6 PM. Okay, cool. So Pacific, it might've, it definitely might've just been the, uh, the source that I checked there, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 the whole. The, I I think that they really did just kind of throw away the loser portion of this. They really didn't mm-hmm. think because it doesn't really make sense either to have a game before the the Vegas stage too. Like that the the that part of this tournament didn't make sense that you you advance past the the group stage just to then kind of go into a single elimination game with a team that has some form of home court advantage like i didn't understand why well, well, why get, does the final four only have a neutral site i don't i don't understand why the round yeah of i don't know eight, like the eight round of eight didn't have a, a neutral site as well i guess to try to just give it right give it could they I, not lock down a venue for an entire I week highly maybe? Doubt. Like, i mean i don't it just doesn't that part also didn't make sense to me. no i i highly doubt the venue being the issue. No, I, yeah, I just think was... it's weird. I just think it's a little bit weird because you want these teams to be a, to be excited about this, yeah. right? So as small as it may seem, look, the Suns are nothing to sneeze at. So tell them what they've won, Johnny, the Kings. Now I got to go to Phoenix, right, when we were a higher seed right. because we actually tried during these games that right. you were pushing. It's just a little bizarre that the NBA wouldn't wouldn't 
give the Kings something for trying throughout this right. process yeah. where, you know, that they've been trying to push and just as something as small as they're already at home because right. whoever was going to be at home, I just I don't really get what makes anything easier about this. No, I don't think they. I don't think it is. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand why. To your point, why would the NBA say, "Hey, we really want you to care about this group stage, the point differential, all that stuff"? Definitely mm-hmm. matters. Right. You get the two seed Kings. You go four and zero. You're only one of two teams in your conference to go four and zero in the group mm-hmm. stage. To your point, okay, yeah, you get the advantage of having that one uh, non-neutral site elimination game at home. But that's not really that big of an advantage. You lose that game, and then you just all of a sudden lose all of the advantages. To your point, the Kings, you could almost say, did the NBA a favor by trying so hard in that in-season tournament, making a game out of that last Warrior game, and then they kind of weren't done any, you know, not that you need to be done favors, but like they <laughs> they try so hard, do the NBA all this service, give them the the highest rated group stage game of the entire thing. And, and now then, you got to go to Phoenix and so now it ticks yeah, off. And now it's like, okay, sunscreen. great. Thank you. Appreciate you doing that now. Yeah, exactly. Now thank you for what you did, but you're going to get screwed because uh, yeah. just because we, we were too lazy to, you know, figure out the consolation stage of this bracket. And not to get too in the weeds here, but was there a game on the schedule for the Kings that was then was every so there was only whole, eighty games announced at the for beginning everybody, of the year. Yep, right? Yep. So if we're thinking about it, chances are if you're looking around, and we don't know this for a fact, but look at the Warriors, right? Guess who the Warriors get to play? I think today, the Blazers. So <laughs> right. if 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 the Kings right. had just lost and didn't really right. care about you it, would have had an easier maybe schedule. They, maybe yeah. they get the Spurs this right. week, or maybe they get the Blazers or right. something. Instead, you got to go to Phoenix. Good point. That doesn't really make any sense to me. It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, why aren't they just? Yeah, that's that's an excellent point. I don't know what the NBA could could do differently about it, but there's a lot of things that. Just give them the home game. Season tur- give them the home just game. Just give them the home be, game. In, that would be an easy way to at least start it because. Yeah, I mean it. It doesn't make sense that it does seem like just for everybody they they focused on the the what the actual tournament looks like, right. but just completely disregarded everything that had to do with the teams that aren't involved. It's like we're just gonna we'll figure that out when it when it comes yeah. to cost, and it does feel that way as well. Because these are real like games, they are deciding these things in real time, and are just like ah, we don't really have time to flush out what's completely fair, what totally makes the most sense. Let's just get these 14 or whatever, 13 games scheduled and let's let's move on with this thing. Yeah, and we'll talk about why the Kings have to go to Arizona and not L.A. when we get back. The missed call and the Lakers doing what they always do. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Taking you up to 2 p.m. We have our Kings Roundtable at 10.30 a.m. With our guys, Brandon Nunez and Frankie Cardicelli. Franco Cardo. Franco Cardo will be 
in the building and we see a little bit on the text line about some of the details the bottom line is this it didn't make sense <laughs> to me right yeah. and you know what i'm coping a little bit because we shouldn't even be talking about this because the king should be in vegas <laughs> they should be in vegas anyway so the details don't really matter at this point because the kings shouldn't be in this situation but they are and now they gotta go to phoenix to take on the suns and they gotta go to phoenix i don't want to say because of this call but in part because of this call yeah and I don't know, as as soon as we think the, the NBA or the NFL are finally figure, figuring <laughs> things out in the, the year of 2023. Right. Letting right? teams like the Pacers have their shine. Yeah, right. And then you have a situation where you cannot review a timeout that was called when nobody had nobody had possession of the ball and the ref that called the timeout or, or gave LeBron the timeout couldn't see what was going on. I don't understand why that can't be a jump ball, which probably still bodes well for the Lakers. Right. I don't think you can just give the Suns the ball because the Suns didn't have possession either, but it's just we can't do anything. Yeah, I mean the the end of that that game was a was just a a, a mess. Like it to me it looked like Austin Reeves was was trying to sell that call and and it kind of looked to me like he just got stripped. I I don't know how they were so quick to to blow a whistle on the on the final call. I also saw uh, you know, just, just, I don't know. It just ridiculous takes Laker fans are, they're insane. I it's, <laughs> they really do feel like the, I don't know, just, just, they, they don't feel like the referees are, are really trying to help them. And in a game like yesterday, it's just, it's hard to, to not just be overreactionary. Like the, the, the call to me, and we're, I'm talking more specifically about that last call where Austin Reeves is trying to get the whistle on Devin Booker. And to me looked like a strip. And I, I don't know. It just felt like one of those moments where it, the NBA looked bad. Like it mm-hmm. looked like they were trying to sell it for the Lakers. And I'm, I'm not saying that is what happened, but in a moment like that, where it, it's so clear that, you just need to swallow your whistle in a moment like that. It, it was terrible. It was really, really bad. I don't, I don't, I don't understand how it happens. And I saw, I saw Adam Silver on the Pat McAfee show this morning. I really, I, it was on mute. We were, <laughs> we were in here, but so I don't know if he got asked about it. Right. He would just Probably say, "Yeah, not. that's just something we're going to work on in yep. the off season, right? Something like that." And he's on a heater right now, right? And you know yeah. what? I'm Can't sorry. Tell nothing right now. I'm sorry. So you know. The Lakers win, so the stage is set. Yep. And I'm and I'm sorry, man, because I'm looking here and Bleacher Report does their does their graphic for it and, and Sports Center does their graphic for it. And they make it look like I think they made it look like GTA. And you have the four people in GTA and you have in one corner you got you got LeBron, the other corner you got Giannis, the bottom left you got Hallie. <laughs> And in the bottom right, you got Zion. And I'm just thinking, that should be De'Aaron. <laughs> that should be De'Aaron right next to Halliburton. Yeah. I mean, the the NBA setup is, is it would have been, of course, I mean, selfishly, to see the, the Kings-Pacers matchup would have been incredible. Mm-hmm. Just obviously locally, like everybody would have talked. But it just, it feels like, that conversation has now reached into the national conversation where there's everybody talking about the Sabonis Halliburton trade. And then, yeah, people mentioning the De'Aaron Fox versus Tyrese Halliburton. Did the Kings make the right move? It would have been fascinating or or just must watch TV to see those two teams 
on a huge stage like what I think that would be or or will be, it would have been great to see everybody or them actually deal with that conversation on the floor. Uh, you just don't get that a lot of the time. You don't get, you know, in the NBA, you know, we we never got the LeBron Kobe final. You, not that not that De'Aaron Fox versus Tyrese Halliburton right. is to that level, but very rarely do you get those those clashing of moments and and you know that that would be a great first story to have for the in season tournament. I think the Kings versus the the Pacers, though I think the Pelicans can still fill the role for the Kings. I think small markets being in that final is to me, what the in-season tournament should try and represent is something that is is something that, you know, only one team can win an NBA championship, mm-hmm. but this is something to aspire for. So, yes, it would have been great to see the Kings in a graphic like that. It would have been great to see them in the Final Four, but, you know, we're still going to get some some pretty intriguing storylines moving forward. I just The think LeBron it, versus Zion next round, that's LeBron, No, that's great. That's no, no, the bad. NBA is... Of course, is, Kings-Lakers would have had its own juice to no, it. No, the but. NBA is happy right now. Adam yeah. Silver probably got the biggest... I saw him. He got the biggest smile <laughs> I've seen him have in a very long time, and it's one of those things where... You probably thought, of course, now that the Kings have lost, it feels like the in-season tournament is bigger than it initially was, right? right? When this first went down, it was, oh, nobody really cares about it. But now that LeBron's in it and Giannis is in it, every other commercial is the NBA Cup, right? It seems like it's actually all over social media. People care now. So, of course, now that the Kings lost, when nobody, (laughs) when the the Kings were all all in it and we really want to be a part of this, and Sabonis has given us all the details. Nobody cared it was a joke. But now that LeBron is in it, it's a big deal, and that's annoying me. It's not great. I mean, you know, but it's I, – I think overall it's a it's a good thing for the league. Like, it does suck that the Kings won't be the first ever winner. It would have been great to always kind of have that over everybody, but – uh, I'm I'm also okay if the Bucks win it or if the Lakers win it because it does in a weird way validate the tournament moving forward. Where mm-hmm. if the Pacers win it or if the Pelicans win it, there might be a conversation of okay, is this truly just kind of what I was saying, like a small markets championship mm-hmm. that is cute but overall doesn't matter. If the Lakers win it, feels like at least the conversation would be okay. This kind of legitimizes it. LeBron then wins the first in season tournament, maybe. Uh, you know, the tournament moving forward, the MVP becomes the LeBron James in-season tournament MVP award or something. I think it wouldn't be, as much as I hate to say it, I don't think it would be the worst thing if if a big market or specifically the Lakers end up winning this thing. 916-339-1140 if you want to be a part of the conversation and all guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Let's go to Doug who wants to talk some Kings? What's up, Doug? What you got for us, Thousand Watkins? How are you? We're good. How Great. you doing? Good. I, I was uh, going to reiterate what you're talking about. At the end of that game yesterday, the worst thing they did was a no call. Mm-hmm. The best thing they could have done is went to jump ball because nobody knew who had possession and who touched it last. They didn't even – I don't even know if they reviewed it or not. And I get tired of seeing that the Lakers – Always get what they get, and so I'm. I'm sorry. I haven't been a. I've been a Kings fan as long as I've been here, and that's a long time. And the last time I liked the Lakers is when West and Baylor were playing. So you're talking a long time ago. Yeah. So, uh, but but that's it. And I just think that the uh, 
uh, the NBA by going in and they do that two-minute report thing, uh, even though that wasn't it, you know. Oh, I'm sorry, we missed it. No, you, your your league has to stand for some integrity, and that, that just, just makes it hard to go in and understand when something like that occurred. So, yeah, uh, that's all I have. Enjoy your show. Have a great call. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. No, thanks Appreciate for the it. call, Doug. Yeah, that that's what I don't understand because you deal with this stuff and you deal with people thinking that LeBron is getting some favoritism because even if there's a jump ball, I think there was only what seven seconds left. So yeah. the, so the Suns would have to get the jump ball right. and then make the shot. They were down three. Also, they were, so they, they were, they three. were down yeah. three or were they, or they were, were they down, down two? They were down two. They were the down time. two. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's so right. you had to get the ball one. Right. Then you had seven, around seven seconds to score. So the Lakers probably still win. Right. So you don't have to do these things. I just don't understand in the good year of 2023 why you can't just do what makes sense. Mm-hmm. We can't do what is there what is the rule that says you can't just hey guys jump this should be a jump ball because we we all know the rules but because we changed it but because we we made a bad call is there a rule that says we can't change a call that that's what I'm confused yeah. about. I feel like they should have I, I know there was no clear indicator of who would have gotten the ball but to me it was very obvious the Suns were going to get the ball like if they didn't blow the whistle to me the Suns get the ball like there's no doubt they double teamed Austin Reeves and then had Grayson Allen pretty much standing in the paint right the Suns were going to get the ball so to me I agree with you like why can't we go back and and say like to me I don't know I I think in an ideal world the the ref just swallows his whistle in that moment because it wasn't a foul and Maybe retroactively you could go back and say, actually, that was take the two points off the board because, to me, you can't – you clearly couldn't have even done what in that moment – like, you couldn't have even said, okay, let's challenge this and, and have – I don't know. It was It was, it was just, bizarre. It was, it was bad, and it feels like the, the, the last minute of NBA basketball needs to be better in general as well. Mm. Like, it takes too long. There was, like, four timeouts just in the last 15 seconds of that thing. I don't know. There, there needs to be a better way of determining in a, in a play like that where that's going to pretty much decide the outcome. There has to be a better way of getting that thing right. Nine, at the end of the day, that's what matters. Yeah. 916-339-1140. JR, you got about 30 oh, seconds before the roundtable. What's up, JR? What you got What's for us? Up? What's up, Afternoon Delight? What's Let's up? talk a little WWE. I mean, NBA. Yeah, that, bo- that was terrible at the end. And wet blanket, you really want a major? You want LeBron in the friggin' thing? I, I speak for America. When we're sick of LeBron and Curry, we're done with those guys. Let's move to new markets. Yeah, let's get Halberton and whatever that kid's name we traded. <laughs> and Fox in the finals. It would have been perfect. It, and sorry, it, it it needed some a small market in this. All the other leagues do it. Major League Soccer, a bunch of others. Yeah, it works. It's cool, and people do gravitate. And let's let's be honest. The players played. It seemed they played much harder in the games they knew were part of this in, uh, inter, uh, in-season tournament. Man, I am stuttering today. Anyway, <laughs> it, they played harder. It seemed like they did. At least most of the teams. Um, and, and, and getting back to the Lakers making it, weren't they like a plus seventy-two? <laughs> they had some stupid numbers. Yeah, yeah, they so played. Fixed. Yeah, that they played fixed. some. Uh, they're they're. they're Group play was yeah. pretty was pretty was pretty easy. Thanks for the call, Jr. We gotta go. When we get back, we have our Kings Roundtable with Brendan Nunez and Frankie.
Cardicelli, Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. This is Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. for a little Kings roundtable here for the next hour with Frankie Cardicelli wearing his Yankee gear. Maybe we'll get into that. And Brendan Nunez, our Sacktown Sports Kings insiders, fellas. How's it going? Nervous. Nervous. Why? Uh, I'm on Juan Soto watch right now. You We've know, been talking about it since we walked in the building. You know, Juan <laughs> Soto so. in that little league ballpark will probably. Are we really going to? Are we really going to do this no, right no, now? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I will say this. I will say this. A lot of people get on the Yankees for that ballpark and how tiny it is, like Pony League, not Little League, Pony League. When really the Red Sox, their right field is just as bad, yeah. or I think might be technically worse. And nobody gives the Red Sox any grief. But the Yankees, they're basically the same size. How about their right field corner, too? The pesky pole is about 298 from home plate. Just, right. Just saying. So the whole short porch or Little League ballpark Right, they thing. both have very short right fields, but nobody talks about the Red Sox, only the Yankees. Yeah, I'll say the same thing. It's the same way. I mean, for the away team gets to bat, too. Like, it's That's the right. same thing. So That's like Colorado. I'm just saying I'm, I'm not, I don't want to spend too much time or dwell on it because I've been dwelling on it since last <laughs> night, and I'm sure my girlfriend is sick of me yeah. talking about they They could trade. But uh, I, I'm definitely on Juan Soto watch today. I'm, well, I'm, you know what's going to happen. The the Yankees are going to get Juan Soto, and just like the rest of your lineup, he's going to forget how to hit a curveball. Mm. Yeah, I'm fully expecting him to hit 250. This, he's like been a great <laughs> yeah. walk guy. His walks are going to finally level yeah. out. He's going to strike out more than he walks next year. Just yeah. the Yankee curse. But, uh, you know, people out there rolling their eyes, Yankee curse. He, I, I get it. The Yankees are privileged. I get it. Right. He does not. He never had facial hair, so I don't think there's any issues Ooh, there. Nope. He'll fit, point. He, he will fit in beautifully. I'm so done with that. That's so weird. I can't believe I can't believe in 2023 that's okay. So weird. Honestly, that's the one thing I I I grew up a Yankee guy. Mm-hmm. I, I never understood that at all. Like we, let let people be themselves. Like it's it's kind of crazy. You're control them like they're says children. with a shaved face. Well, I always right, 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 I right, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're you're with your you, oh, look yeah. like, you look like you're about to try out right now. I'm the only guy here that a beard I just realized. Yeah. But I can't grow a I can't grow a strong beard, all right? I I've, I've tried. What I, I honestly what I think it is a little bit of it is that if you did grow up and now you're on the Yankees, honestly, I think a lot of players want to do it. It sounds crazy. Want to like want shave. to shave and, mm-hmm. and be a part of the, the lore. culture. Yeah, like, maybe the they lore. don't want to be that first person to go against it. Because if Aaron Judge, and I, Aaron Judge, I, I think he can get a little scruff action going, but if Aaron <laughs> Judge wanted to go long hair, don't care, like Lil Wayne or back in the day, yeah. they're not telling him anything. Well, that was. I, I think it's part of it. There was the edits last year when Judge was a free agent. People were like, "Oh my God!" Just saw Aaron Judge at the airport. And he had a fake beard that was clearly like someone did it in like Photoshop. Clearly, was not. A, I don't think he can grow a beard either. So like, yeah, just, you you can tell when guys have like the shadow coming in. That's like, right. The strong shadow. But no, I I think that it's a dumb rule. And there there have been guys that have come out and said like, "No, like I'm I'm not gonna shave my hair or, mm-hmm. or cut my hair." Whatever. Um, I think Mar- Marcus Stroman's a guy too who's just like, I'm never going to play like for that clown franchise. We, right. s- we sat in trainings yesterday. They mm-hmm. pretty much told us that that is, you cannot force your employees to do that. That's so right. What is going on here? What is going on here? Steinbrenner family, you might want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They clearly are. are. They doing it every two years? Are right. they doing the training? It does True. not. It's California. Yeah. No, it does not seem like it. All right, guys. <laughs> so, Brendan, you wrote a piece on the, the Stockton Kings. What do you see from them? And they made a move yesterday. 
why don't you get into what you're seeing from the Stockton Kings and how how quickly we may see some of those guys in Sacramento? Yeah, they just got uh they just traded for Stanley Johnson yesterday, mm-hmm. which you know I, I heard some people kind of being like, oh maybe this is a Sacramento <laughs> thing. I would highly doubt it, mm-hmm. uh, but you never know. I think that the point of Stockton is that there's guys down there um, that can get an opportunity. Like you look at Keon Ellis and what he did mm-hmm. last year. He came in, he didn't really play much point guard at all at Alabama. They developed him as a point guard last year, and he's coming in. He's a he's a backup point guard right now, mm-hmm. and they're trying to do the same thing for Colby Jones. He said at summer league he didn't play point guard that much. Xavier, and now they're trying to just slowly work him into that. Um, and, you know, we've seen a lot of guys. We've seen Deontay Burton get a 10-day last year. He was on the summer league team, um, even at training camp. Same with Chance Comanche. Uh, Jeremy Lamb is down there. Say Jeremy Lamb gets in a rhythm, and all of a sudden you have an open roster spot, and he seems kind of intriguing. Um, you know, there still is that process of getting into the rhythm. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's looked amazing. He's looked fine. Um, but, no, I, I think Stockton has a good roster, and they're very committed to clearly, like, they just want to win at all levels. And that's, you know, you can see it in, like, obviously they're spending a little bit relative to G League on this roster. They have a lot of guys with NBA experience. Real quick, I wanted to go deeper into the Colby Jones and the Keon Ellis. What is it with the Kings and this whole point guard situation? Is it a NBA basketball-wide thing where, where classic point guards just aren't coming out the way they used to? Or are the Kings, their mindset, you know how – different teams will draft differently their mindset is we're going to get a guard that can do whatever and we feel like we can turn them into a point guard I do think there's an aspect of it being like a general NBA thing but I don't think every team has the personnel to really do it it's really just a Montes bonus right like Mm -hmm. you're getting the ball down the floor getting into his hands and then running your free flowing offense all you have to really do is be able to bring the ball up the floor and Keon can do that I still think that Weirdly, is like something Kobe's working on. We see him get it poked away a little bit. It's just going to be a little bit of a process. Um, but it just has to do with Domas because De'Aaron comes off the floor early. That backup point guard's playing a lot with Sabonis. And then by the time that Domas comes out, De'Aaron is coming back in. Mm-hmm. So the backup point guard is almost always playing with Sabonis. Hmm. What have you thought, I mean, about just Colby Jones's development, too, for, for both of you guys? Because we saw him in the rotation, like to, to pretty much start the season uh, pretty early. And, and it seems like, uh, you know, after that, that Houston back to back where, where they lost and Colby did kind of get stripped a couple times as that backup point guard. Uh, it just felt like we, I don't think we've really seen much of him at all since then. Um, and of course, you know, he's a second round pick. He's a, he's a young guy in his, in his career, but uh, just where do you kind of see or, or even just hope his development goes throughout this year? I think at the time, Mike Brown was kind of trying some new things out because at that moment, Kevin Herter was really struggling going right. through it. Um, I think Malik Monk hadn't really turned it on to the point, definitely not to where he is right now, playing the best basketball of the season, obviously, but uh, just kind of searching for things. And obviously, he's young. He's a rookie, um, an older rookie. I know that Monty McNair has a knack of bringing in guys that are in their you know early 20s already. I think he's 21 already or 22. Um, but I think it's just a matter of they don't really have a need for him right now. I think that when you have Kevin Herter playing well, Malik Monk playing well, um, Keon Ellis is getting his opportunity, and I think that he's kind of earned that shot right now. Davion Mitchell's getting a lot of DNPCDs. Colby Jones is right now, they're opting to go to Stockton, give him the, the, rep, the repetition he needs, and he's playing well. The numbers are really good, and I think some people don't take those the grain of salt, the G League numbers, but I think with Colby Jones, it's not just G League. It's been summer league, preseason, he had a really good uh, showing there. Um, and even in the NBA, like the numbers aren't horrible. They're very small sample size, but he hasn't looked lost out there. He looks like he knows what to do out there, and I think that he's a part of the future. It's just... What does that future look like? There's some people that might not be here over the next couple of years, as we know. 
a lot of talk about what the roster looks like, and it gets louder after losses, obviously, the, the talk about Harrison Barnes fit, Davion Mitchell, obviously, the bench. But I think one thing that's true is Colby Jones has, has looked good wherever the Kings have put him. Mm-hmm. But right now it's a matter of playing time, and you don't want guys like him who are young and inexperienced to kind of just sit on the bench and waste away while – not waste away, but just kind of waste opportunities where right. they could be spending in, in Stockton. Yeah, and with Colby Jones, again, the same way we have that conversation about him and the different guards, and we talk about the point guards or lack thereof, lack thereof what seems to be the path or, I guess, the plan? You look at all the guards we just talked about with Davion and Keon and Colby. Jordan Ford, who I believe had a pretty darn good game when you guys went this past weekend, what do you think is the – if Jordan Ford, they have the end-of-the-season conversations or if they were to have a – uh, hey, a, a, conver- a mid-season or, or early mid-season conversation with Jordan Ford and Jordan Ford walked into your office and he said, hey, what's the plan for me? Based on what you've seen, what do you think the plan for him is? I mean, I think it's what it is for a lot of guys that are towards the end of the rotation is kind of just wait. And at some point you're going to get an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And maybe that means a year like we saw for Keon last year, where that's going to mean like two games throughout the course of the year, but really prove it in G League. And then we'll slowly work you up or prove it in practice. Now that he got promoted to a two-way, he's another good example of why Stockton's important. Um, and then maybe, you know, the same way that we saw like Davion Mitchell disappoint, you never know what's going to happen. And Coach Brown wants to go in a different direction. And I think mm-hmm. that's the path, right? Because Jordan has his things he does well. He's a great three-point shooter. He's a really good finisher. He looks a lot more composed. And he's trying to be passable on the defensive end. He's one. That's going to be a tough thing. But he's really trying to embrace that. Um, but... You know, it's going to take time, and honestly, it probably would take some other guys uh, disappointing a little bit that mm. Coach wants to look in another direction. Yeah, but if you if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready, and it's it true. seems like he is starting to do that. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, more of King's Roundtable. We were in the G League. Now we head to the big leagues, and maybe, just maybe, we will bust out the trade machine with our guys at Sacktown Sports King's Inside, it's Frankie Cardicelli and Brendan Nunez. And it's a roundtable. We can still take your calls. We can still take your texts. Be a part of the conversation if you have a question for the guys. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Kings Roundtable went G League in the first segment. Who knows where we'll go next with Frankie Cardicelli and Brandon Nunez, our Sacktown Sports Kings insiders and I was messing with the guys showing them some trade generators and I'm not even going to talk about it on there but just know you can't you can't if it if it gets got one in the chamber if the Kings keep messing around that is my ace up my sleeve that is when you know you know you know no 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 no. you know when you right in a movie or something there's the red button there's glass press in case of emergency if the Kings keep messing around, I will break the glass and I will press the button. I don't think it's as easy as breaking the glass. There's like a chain going on. No, there. I'm There's high level it. security. No, I, I'll get a jackhammer mm-hmm. and I'm going to take care of it. <laughs> that, all right? button, that button's not going to work anyway. <laughs> well, it's going to get a, it's gonna work somewhere. Trust me. Trust me on that one. That's worse. All right, guys. So I know we're a couple days removed here, but did want to get your thoughts on what the heck happened in Sacramento or in Golden 1 against 
New Orleans and the idea of a team just being a quote-unquote bad matchup. Because I, 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 it's not that I disagree with it, but I don't really know what to do with that. It's it's feeling a little bit cop-outy to me. And if it's not a cop-out, what do the Kings do? Yeah, I mean, in in this case in you know particular, I'm, I'm looking at the three-point shooting more than... I mean, I think Brandon Ingram scoring 30, that's kind of been a, a theme. Like, mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram has been a Kings killer. But yeah. Zion Williamson, the Kings did a good job of taking him out of the games, 10 yeah. points. Uh, that, to me, was... That was in their favor. I kind of could have turned things in their way. But when you start off 7-11 from three in the first quarter, it looked like the Kings were on their way to a win. I think we all kind of felt good when the yeah. Kings went off that big run. I think they led by double digits in the first quarter. Yeah. Uh, obviously, New Orleans makes a run. And then the final three quarters, Kings go 7-30, of 23%. Um, we've seen that in Kings' losses this year a little bit, how when they struggle from three, they don't really try to switch things up much. They try to shoot through it. And sometimes they do, and it ends up working out well. But the shots just did not fall. And De'Aaron Fox obviously was you know, an uncharacteristic game for him. I think six turnovers. Uh, he start, two of 12 to start from the field. I think that second quarter really just kind of shot them in the foot. And in, in the end, that really was a difference. But I think that the matchup situations and the struggles we saw wasn't really as prevalent as it was the first two games in New Orleans. Still is a problem for the Kings, obviously. They really do struggle with teams that have length, like Minnesota, New Orleans, and down the line. Um, but I think that really, to me, the three-point shooting was was really just brutal. They missed a lot of good looks down the stretch. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes that's going to happen. I do think it exposes a little bit of sort of the roster flaw, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. only when we're ta- trying to talk about eventual championship contention. Like, this is a very good team. I'm just picking flaws of if you're trying to take this next step, where does right. it need to happen? It's like you know what you're getting from Sabonis. Um, at this point, you know what you're getting from Malik, and you know what you're getting from De'Aaron. Um to Frankie's point, I, I thought it was an uncharacteristic game for De'Aaron, and it's funny that you look down, he's got 30 and 6, or 30 and 4 and 5. He it's those 6 turnovers, though. Adding hmm. Lestats. Oh. Eh. Accused by Adam. I don't know. No, not me. <laughs> was, I would never accuse De'Aaron of that. He was, the game was still in, in reach. Yeah, yeah. But he got... Where did, Double where, digits in that got fourth. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's those six turnovers. He only had four in his season high leading up to that. He was averaging a career low two coming into that game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Kings are leading four and a half minute mark, 32-17 of that first quarter. De'Aaron, not long after checking back in, kind of lined up with when New Orleans went with that Ingram and then full bench lineup. Alvarado got two steals on him. He had two other turnovers. They're all live ball turnovers. Mm -hmm. Leads to six points. Again, like uncharacteristic for De'Aaron, but I feel like the same way when I'm critical of a guy and he does something good I need to mention it it goes vice versa right mm-hmm. De'Aaron's been amazing this was an area where maybe he let it slip away a little bit yeah yeah I mean it, I want to kind of touch on something that Alan said there like it feels like there might just be a roster flaw on this team where which is interesting because the team is good like the, the Kings are 11 and 8 right now they're six seed they're they've got really quality wins against, you know, Dallas, OKC, Denver, Minnesota. They're a good team, but I think it's clear to everyone who's watched this team this year that they do, like, just have a a, a hole in that 6'8", 6'9", long, rangy wing, 
And there's teams, especially at the top of the Western Conference, where you look at Minnesota, they've got, uh, uh, I almost said Jared Vanderbilt, um, McDaniels, McDaniels. Who, who didn't the Kings didn't see in their matchup against Minnesota. OKC is a team that has crazy length. Denver is a team that has, you know, Michael Porter Jr., and they're built a little bit more like the Kings. But the Lakers, I saw Jared Vanderbilt was playing yesterday. They obviously have LeBron. Point is, there's t- tons of teams in the Western Conference, I'm just talking, that have uh, guys that you feel like you would need somebody who fits that profile in order to defend. We've seen the Kings struggle guarding LeBron. We've seen them struggle guarding Brandon Ingram, Zion. Does it not feel like the Kings have to make a move at some point this year if they want to be serious about, kind of like Brandon said, about actual contention? I mean, I think that I have to say the short answer, yes. I think that if they want to put themselves in position to contend, yeah, I mean, I think that the personnel you have just you're maximizing i think everyone that you have that can plug that hole i mean mm-hmm. michael throwing kessel Edwards, who does an admirable job on you know i think most of the times we see him which we might see him friday in phoenix mike Brown will go to kessel Edwards against devin booker a lot he went to devin um, went to kessler against anthony edwards but if that's your guy you have to throw out there in a situation against a you know top scorer in the league that's kind of a problem in my opinion and harrison barnes I think he's getting a lot of flack right now on social yes. media, and he's getting a lot of. I mean, and again, on a night where he was a primary, one of the primary defenders in Zion Williamson, and he scored ten points. Yeah, his shortcomings on offense are coming into focus when that's not really the role Harrison Barnes is in. But I'm sure we'll talk about him later. Um, but yeah, they need a guy that is a dynamic defender who can go and guard the threes and fours around the league, and a guy that you can kind of throw out there that cannot be a negative on the offensive end as well, which is what Kessel Edwards has been so far in his brief Kings career. So. Yeah, I think that as the year goes on, if the Kings are still kind of hovering around that 5-9-10 to nine, ten situation because it's a very tight Western Conference, mm-hmm. maybe this is the time to make that move because we talked about it before, and I think a lot of people that talk about the Kings everywhere, that this team probably isn't the final product we're going to see if this Kings team is going to reach that peak. They, mm-hmm. they really do need that one more big piece. It's just... We talked about it last week, too. I think you're going to have to break it up. You're going to have to break up this group in order to get that piece, and it's going to sting a little bit. Yeah, I think that is becoming more and more apparent as we get ready to see what the Kings are going to do against the Suns team who, you know, there was Kevin Durant saying, hey, it's it's not on the the loose ball call. There was a turnover, and Devin Booker deletes his IG post when he initially was complaining about it, which is just funny in itself. And you have a team who, I mean, you look at a guy, and I know none of us liked him at, at Duke, but I don't want to be that guy because I make fun of those guys. But I did say, don't sleep on Grayson Allen going to the Suns. I know a lot of us just don't like the guy from when he was tripping and, and doing things like that. 21 points last night. He's getting legitimate minutes on this on this Suns team, which maybe in part is because of Bradley Beal being hurt. And we can talk about what type of deal the Suns actually did because Bradley Beal was hurt a lot in Washington yeah. anyway. It just feels like all of these teams have a counterpunch when something goes wrong and the Kings don't. And I and they still lost the game. The Suns did, but you know, if if Grayson Allen is the Kings Malik Monk, okay, that's cool. But you still have that premium at the top. You have premium scoring with Durant and Devin Booker, and even Nurkic. Who I I I remember Nurkic being more offensively abled right before he got to the Suns. He's just not really needed in that capacity. I just look around the different rosters and different starting lineups in the West. And the 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 purpose the person wearing the 
most purplish shades out there cannot see this team and think this is going to get it done. Not if we're not if not if not if championship is now the goal, right? You made it to the playoffs. Let's see what we can do. This roster is just not good enough. I think there's a difference between like it's the it's obviously the goal, but I don't think that it needs to be so like it has to happen this year. No, no, it doesn't. Right? It and, doesn't. Well, I, I get you're not like saying that, but like if they're if they stay the same place as last year, okay. So I agree they need to make a move. Mm-hmm. The two, three, four, somewhere in there needs to be upgraded. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like Keegan, Mar- I heard Mark Spears talking about this with I think Drive Guys yesterday. Um, Keegan's been pretty disappointing this year. Like, de- well, defensively progress, mm-hmm. rebounding progress, and passing progress. Offensively, he's not getting it done. Mm-hmm. Um, when there was so much hype around his potential development there. And you just don't know what you're going to be getting there from that two, three, four on a nightly basis. And defensively, you could use some improvements. But I think that you're probably trying to look for a third star, say like a three-headed snake you're trying to get here with De'Aaron Domas and X player. And it's going to take a lot of assets to do it. And I think you have to be patient and make sure it's the right guy. And say that doesn't come up this year then I don't think you just do it or go make some smaller move that uses some assets and makes that bigger trade more difficult down the line. Like, in my mind, I'm big fish hunting, and I need to save my bait, even if that means for next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point, too, just because of the fact that you do have your guys under contract. You have Fox and Simone under contract, and then Harrison Barnes, who I'm assuming would be a piece moved in that deal because of financial uh, you know, restraints that the Kings have. He'll be a one more year into his three-year deal, so that's an easier contract to move. So, yeah, th- there could be some pressure that mounts this year, and they do need to make a move. But, yeah, I could also see it happening in the offseason. I could see them making a big trade in the summer. Um, but I think that is a good point because the Kings, they don't have pressure or guys that are expiring and they don't have to maximize. Like, there's a window to maximize, of, of course. I look at it like, as like a three- to five-year window. Like, you have the De'Aaron Fox, Amon Sabonis, Mike Brown, Monty McNair, they're all on similar timelines. Sabonis obviously longer now after his extension, but um, it's not as much of a 9-1-1 as it would be maybe a year ago. With if, if Sabonis hadn't signed that extension, which again, that's a whole different conversation as far as right. what you think about it or how people feel about mm-hmm. it. But if he was an expiring contract right now and he was playing it, like if he was a Scott Boris, to go back to baseball, a Scott Boris client, and they're just kind of saying, yeah, we're, we're waiting until we get to the, to the summer. We're not going to, we're not doing extensions right now. Maybe that puts more pressure on the Kings right. to make a move because it's okay, what for they sure. lose right. Sabonis for nothing. Yeah. Right now, they're in a position to just kind of say, hey, okay, here's what we have. This is a good core. They're a good team. Again, as crazy as things seem, right. sometimes when you look at social media, which maybe that's just, I shouldn't look at social media that much, great. but <laughs> the Kings are in a good spot. They're actually in a better spot right now, nine, three, 19 games than they were last yeah. year. So I think that uh, it's a good point from Brendan that th- there really isn't a 9-1-1, but if they're looking to maximize this year, yeah. But we, we don't know how Monty McNair and, and Wes Wilcox are gonna gonna handle that so far. Well, there are a couple ways to look at this, right? And not to continue to bring up baseball, but even as Giants fans, I mean, the NL West is a complete mess right now. You have the Dodgers who aren't going anywhere, the Diamondbacks who just went to the World Series. So the question is now, do we? And then the Padres who are supposed to be good. So do we wait it out and 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 let these guys have their time in the sun? Or do we be a part of that action? I think you can look at this the same way in the Western Conference and say, okay, the Western Conference is a mess right now. So is there a rush? But at the same time, you have the Suns who can't seem to get fully healthy. You have the Nuggets who can't seem to get fully healthy with Jamal Murray. The Lakers are a mess. You don't want to wait for the Lakers to maybe make a big move. 
the Warriors, they're AARP. We don't we we think they're okay for now. They'll they'll they're not doing anything this season. So maybe you strike now and you have the Mavericks and the Thunder are only gonna get better. The Grizzlies are gonna get job back next season. So I get it, there's always going to be competition, but I do think that if you do look around, it's a mess in the West, but there are also a couple opportunities. I don't I am not of the mindset that the Nuggets are going to go on a Warriors type run at all. Right. And and I'm a little bit lower on the Nuggets than some are. I think that they lost some pieces. So they have a decision to make. It's very similar to, you know, that guy that you try to talk to that's always busy. And every time you try to talk to him, they say, hey, we'll, we'll do it later. You know, I'm busy oh, yeah. right now. I'm busy right now. At some me. point, you just got to say, <sighs> at some point, you just got to say, no, I want to talk tomorrow. Because you're always going to be busy, right? And the West is always going to be competitive, so you got to make a decision. Got to get to a break is what we got to do right now, as Nate tells me. And we got to get back to our Kings Roundtable in a bit of a break with Brendan Nunez and Frankie Cardicelli, our Sacktown Sports Kings insider. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.